What's up everybody, Casey Putney here and welcome to episode 11 of the Leadership for Life podcast. I hope you're all doing good. I'm, I'm feeling good today. I want to say thanks for, for spending some time with me on this, on this episode. Hey, on our, on our last episode, I mentioned that we'd love to hear your questions. What we, what we foresee in, is an episode here and there where we, where we tackle the questions that you may have. Oh, maybe your question is related to one of the episodes. Maybe we covered a topic that really struck a chord with you and you, you want to ask a question. Maybe you're looking for further clarification on a subject we talked about on the podcast. Maybe you have a question about a leadership challenge you're facing today. If so, send them our way. Maybe you feel stuck. Maybe you have a question about reaching your potential. We want this podcast to be interactive. One of the ways we see this happening is to hear from you. And then try to add value to you by reading your question on a future episode and answering it the best we can. I'd like to see us do an entire episode like this. Maybe offering this type of episode a few times during our schedule. But to do that, we need to hear from you. We need to hear your questions, so please send them in. Don't be shy. Chances are others are struggling with similar challenges, and everyone can learn and benefit from the questions you ask. So please, ask away. Send your questions to Casey at CaseyPutney.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y at C-A-S-E-Y-P-U-T-N-E-Y.com, and we can begin working on providing some answers. Okay? All right. So, on this episode, we continue our examination of attitude. Now, our goal here isn't to simply listen to information and move on, right? Our goal is to become attitude experts, to grow. If we participate in this podcast series in the correct manner, we're certainly examining our own attitude, but we're also taking inventory of the many different experiences we've had with teams and individuals. If we do that, through the lens of attitude, we'll begin to see things differently. That's how we enter a new level of awareness. If you work with me for any time at all, you'll hear me continually speak about raising our level of awareness. The act of raising our awareness is vital to reaching our potential. We have to gain wisdom. We do that by examining our experiences, both successes and failures. We have to develop empathy. We do that by gaining an understanding of the many challenges we all face and realizing that We're all operating from different levels of awareness. So, to get the most out of this series, we're we're examining attitude from multiple viewpoints. Our first episode in the series was Attitude Impacts Leadership. We looked at how our attitude can either make or break a team. Sports are rich with Stories of teams that reached a high level of success. And when we hear their stories, the the behind-the-scenes stories, so much of their success always comes back 
to attitude. We also hear stories of really talented teams that falter. And once again, as we peel back the layers to understand where it all went wrong, we find lapses in attitude. Our families are no different. Our churches, our work, our volunteer organizations are no different. You must have talent to win, but you must have the right attitude to reach your potential. We examined the time I was involved in an organization that had a really tough culture. The negativity was led by an individual named Chad. He had immense influence, but used it in a destructive manner. If you haven't listened to the earlier episodes of the Attitude series, I definitely encourage you to do so. I think you can still grow from this episode, but I also think things might be even more clear once placing them in context with what we talked about in earlier episodes. As we reflect on that first episode in the series on Attitude, look back at the various teams you've been a part of. How did the team's attitude affect success? And what about the teams you're a part of today? Is your attitude one that fosters success, or is it one of negativity? Then we moved into how attitude affects the individual. We moved away from the team experience and looked at how our own attitude moves us towards or further away from our potential. It's about increasing our awareness now. Come on, we have to do some work. We have to look at ourselves to understand ourselves. And we have to understand ourselves to enhance ourselves. Mm, I like that. We have to look at ourselves to understand ourselves. And we have to understand ourselves to enhance ourselves. And that, my friends, is where success is found. It's in the enhanced version of ourselves. But it can't be purchased. It has to be discovered. Discovered through a type of introspective analysis that allows us to see ourselves clearly and honestly. That takes courage. It takes patience. It takes persistence. It's not easy. And it's not always enjoyable. When my daughter was just a little person, she she took part in tumbling, uh, gymnastics type of tumbling. She was involved in competition, cheerleading, so tumbling was certainly a part of it. I don't remember exactly how old she was, but she was little. But she was struggling with the back handspring. She was in a battle with fear, with adversity. She'd get ready to attempt it. Then you could see her face change as the fear began to take hold. The fear was so strong, it had seized control of her body. She couldn't move. Oh, she wanted that back handspring, but she had to come to grips with her fear first. One day, (laughs) one day in the midst of her fear, I said to her, do you want to be a hero or a zero? We'd been watching the Hercules animated movie. So I thought, aha, that'll motivate her to go for it. Everyone wants to be like Hercules. In tears, my daughter said, I just want to be a zero. (laughs) 
We're all like that at times, aren't we? We're all content with being a zero. But that type of attitude keeps us from our potential. It's scary to really examine yourself, to take note of the flaws. It's scary to heal the wounds. Wounds that some of us have been living with for years. Growth can be scary. Folks, don't be a zero. You are not here to be a zero. Find the courage to look at yourself and grow. In the next couple of episodes, we looked at how attitudes are developed. And then we moved into how to change our attitudes. Today, we look at attitude and adversity. Today, we we look at how adversity and attitude go hand in hand. Let's start from a basic agreement, shall we? Can we do that? Okay. Adversity happens. Period. Right? Hey, I didn't say we were going to agree on advanced chemistry here. I didn't say we were going to agree on rocket science. I'm not the guy for that. I promise you that. But adversity happens. That much I know. Adversity happens. We can agree on that, right? No matter what endeavor you find yourself involved in, adversity is going to happen at one point or another. So, success then is not about avoiding adversity. Oh, I, I think that's an important thing to understand and hear again. Success is not about avoiding adversity. We just agreed that adversity is going to happen. It can't be avoided. So success is found even with adversity existing. Why is it then that we spend so much time trying to avoid adversity? Right? I mean, mean, we put a huge amount of effort and emotional energy into avoiding something that we just agreed is unavoidable. Can I take it a little bit deeper? Is that okay? What if our success is actually wrapped up in the middle of the lessons we learn while experiencing adversity? We attempt something, we fail. We learn from that failure. And that lesson learned moves us closer to our success. So with that understanding... When we spend so much time trying to avoid adversity, we're actually avoiding the very lessons we need to learn in order to reach success. Oh, I hope you caught that. Oh, I hope you caught that. I was listening to Bishop T.D. Jake speak the other day, and he said, Sometimes our success tastes like struggle. Sometimes our success tastes like struggle. We have to face adversity. The knowledge and wisdom that we need to be successful and reach our full potential is hidden inside of the adversity that we try so hard to avoid. No wonder so many of us never reach our potential and never realize our dreams. We're too busy tiptoeing through life, trying to avoid adversity at all costs so that we can quietly slip into the grave when it's our time. Somehow that's become the definition of success for so many people. 
Not me. Not anymore, at least. So with all of that in mind, I want to take some time here and share with you some benefits of adversity. John Maxwell, in his book Attitude 101, provides a list of adversity benefits. I want to share those with you and just simply talk through some of the experiences that I've had with them. Maybe you'll find some value in that. The first benefit of adversity. Adversity creates confidence. Let's look back at my experience with Chad and the organizational culture challenge I faced. At the time, that was the most challenging leadership experience I had ever faced. Oh, I'd created cultures, but they were on small teams. Never before had I approached a challenge made up of close to 200 people. Never before was I tasked with undoing so much that had been done wrong. The task was stressful. Many times I felt alone. Many times I felt overwhelmed. But within that challenge, I learned a valuable lesson. If you want to create something different, you have to talk different. You have to behave different. I had to go into a negative culture and talk about our potential. See, I certainly didn't want us to remain like we were. But I also wasn't interested in us being like everyone else. We were in a bad spot, but I wasn't chasing good. I wasn't chasing average. Average is everywhere. I wanted great. I wanted a great culture. In order to have that, I couldn't behave like the leaders do in good cultures. I needed to be different. Out of that experience, I developed the confidence to speak boldly about potential. I developed a confidence with being the odd one in the room talking about dreams, culture, potential, and success. Adversity creates confidence. Put me in a bad culture now and see if I'm scared. I'm not. It's not because I'm anything special. It's simply because I've experienced that type of adversity already. I faced it. I managed it. And I overcame it. My fear and apprehension for it is gone. Adversity creates confidence. Once you face an adversity, you develop an advantage. Folks, don't run from adversity. Run towards the fire. That's what leaders do. Each adversity you face offers an advantage. Okay. The second benefit to adversity is adversity develops maturity. Adversity develops maturity. Look, adversity promotes wisdom and maturity. And if you face adversity with a positive attitude, you learn from the experience. You gain maturity. I love talking to leaders. I absolutely love it. I'll talk to anyone about any topic related to leadership. But can I tell you my favorite? I love it when someone begins to share an experience with adversity. Oh, I get excited. Because I know somewhere is a lesson. Somewhere within the experience is wisdom. Folks that I mentor and work with one-on-one could attest to that fact. I get excited when they come to me and express that they're experiencing adversity. I don't get excited because I want them to be in pain. 
I don't get excited because I want to see them struggle. I get excited because I know that as they're facing adversity, they're about to grow. They're about to reach a new level of wisdom, a new level of awareness, a new level of potential. Remember, success sometimes tastes like struggle. Adversity develops maturity. How bad do you want to grow and mature as a leader? What level is your desire for success? Is your desire at a level that causes you to avoid adversity? Or is your desire to succeed at a level that makes you deal with adversity when you have to? You don't want it, mind you. But if adversity shows itself, then you'll deal with it. I wonder. I wonder if there's another level. I wonder if there's another level that truly successful people have tapped into. Is your desire for success at a level where you actually seek out adversity? Is your desire for success at a level where you run towards the fire? Have you considered that mentality? To run towards the fire? To run into the very thing that so many people run away from? It takes a certain mentality to do that. And it takes a certain mentality to run towards adversity as it pertains to your dreams and potential. Now don't misunderstand me. When I say run towards adversity, I'm not talking about causing yourself adversity by making bad decisions. That's not maturity, that's immaturity. That's not creating an advantage, that's putting yourself at a disadvantage. No. Instead, I'm talking about diving into the challenges that scare us, that we secretly know we need to face. Adversity develops maturity. As we mature within our chase for our potential, we learn that adversity is much more than something we simply have to deal with to be successful. As we mature, we realize that adversity is actually a required ingredient to the recipe of success. Adversity is required. You'll never reach your truest potential without first embracing adversity. Adversity develops maturity. All right. The third benefit to adversity. Adversity creates resilience. Once you go through something, once you endure an adversity, you walk away with a realization that you can survive it. The adversity holds no power over you any longer. I have a dear friend named Kevin. He's absolutely wonderful. Kevin lives a life with one of the most amazing approaches to work I've ever witnessed. He truly believes that he deserves to be happy at work. Now, I don't mean he believes it like most people believe it. Most people believe it, but not to the degree that they're prepared to make decisions based on that belief. They don't believe it to the degree that Kevin does. I've known Kevin for five years now, and since then, he's had five different jobs. And don't misunderstand, that's just in the time I've known him. He's had several more before I met him. Why has Kevin had so many jobs? Because he believes that his work should be fulfilling. He believes you get one life. 
and he doesn't want to use this one life doing work that doesn't leave him fulfilled. He believes he should be valued, respected, appreciated, and heard. And if he doesn't receive that from a place of work, he moves on. See, Kevin is aware of his potential. He's aware of his value. It's about awareness. So understand now, each time Kevin makes the decision to leave a place of employment, he has to find another job. The very thought of leaving one place of employment and starting all over leaves many people paralyzed with fear. So much so that they stay at a place of employment that leaves them unfulfilled. They stay at a place that causes anxiety and stress. They stay at a place that doesn't value them, that doesn't respect them. They stay at a place that doesn't appreciate them, a place where their voice doesn't matter. They stay at a place that's slowly killing them, one bad day after another. Not Kevin. Not Kevin. Adversity creates resilience. Consider the word resilience. It's defined as the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties, a, a toughness. Oh, we could go deep on this now. We could get crazy with this one. See, it's not that adversity has made Kevin immune to tough times or that he is incapable of feeling stress about leaving one job and finding another. He's a human being. He feels stress over the decision to leave a place of employment. But he has resilience. He recovers quickly from the stress. He has a toughness. A toughness built through experience. You want to know why Kevin is resilient? Because over and over again, he's ran towards the fire. He made a commitment to himself that he will not accept mediocrity for his professional life. He's searching for excellence. And he's accepted the reality that in order to find the place that he belongs, he will at times have to run towards adversity. And can I share with you? It's worked. Kevin now, today, finds himself in the perfect place of employment for his character, for his skill set, for his passion. He found his forever job. I honestly believe Kevin will be at this place of employment until they make him leave. You know why? Because I don't think he's working anymore. Oh, he goes in every day. But when you're doing something you love, it's not work anymore. It's purpose. Kevin found his purpose by continually running towards adversity. He did all of that because adversity creates resilience. Okay. Are we ready for the last one? Are we ready for the final benefit to adversity that we want to look at here? Adversity motivates. That's the last one. Adversity motivates. I wonder how many of you know the story of Terry Fox. Terry was born in Winnipeg in 1958. He grew up like many young boys, energetic and with a love for sports. He focused on running and playing basketball. He was short but loved basketball. He was short and was thus encouraged to try running. In 8th grade, after three basketball practices, he was encouraged to try something else. But still, Terry wanted to play. He was facing adversity, but his desire was stronger 
than the adversity. And he began to practice. Every single day, he practiced. If he was sick, he ran to school anyway because he couldn't miss a day of basketball. The coach had told the would-be players, if you want something, you work for it because I'm not interested in mediocrity. Terry heard him loud and clear. By grade 10, Terry had earned a place on the team as a starting guard. By grade 12, he was captain and recognized as athlete of the year. Through hard work and running towards the adversity, Terry had pushed himself to another level. Adversity motivates. Aches and pain are part of an athlete's life, I suppose. So after high school, while at university, when Terry felt pain in his right knee, he didn't think much about it. One morning, he woke to find he couldn't stand. A week later, he learned that he had a malignant tumor, and his leg would need to be amputated four days later. The night before his operation, he read an article about an amputee, Dick Trom who had run in the New York City Marathon. That night, in the middle of the biggest adversity he had ever faced, Terry dreamed of running across Canada. As Terry went through follow-up treatment, his life was changed even more. He saw suffering as he had never seen it before. He witnessed adversity as he had never seen before. He heard doctors telling young people in nearby beds that they had a 15% chance of living. He heard screams of pain. He saw strong, young bodies wasted by disease. He never forgot what he'd seen inside of that cancer clinic. He carried with him a responsibility because he'd been among the lucky patients who'd survived. Terry would say, Somewhere, the hurting must stop, and I was determined to take myself to the limit for those causes. Adversity motivates. Two years after his operation, Terry started a running program for himself. He trained for 15 months, running until his stump was raw and bleeding, running every day for 101 days until he could run 23 miles per day. Once, when he had run only half a mile, the bottom of his artificial leg snapped in two pieces and he crashed to the pavement. He picked up the two parts, tucked them under his arm, and hitchhiked home, where he clamped the two parts together and ran another five miles. Adversity motivates. On April 12, 1980, Terry dipped his artificial leg into the waters of St. John's Harbor and began his run across Canada. It would be named the Marathon of Hope, an effort to raise money for cancer research. Terry ran through town after town, and people began to latch on to his journey. They began to come out by the roadside and cheer him on as he passed. They wept as he ran by. Fists clenched, eyes focused on the road ahead, his awkward double step and hop sounding down the highway. The set of his jaw determined, unflinching, 
in the midst of adversity without compromise. Terry saw a fire ahead that no one else could see, and he was running towards it. He would run for 143 days, totaling 3,339 miles. That's an average of 23 miles every single day. Terry's quest to run across Canada was cut short in Ontario when he was having trouble breathing. The cancer, as it turns out, had appeared in his lungs. Terry would raise $1.7 million for cancer research. He passed away in 1981, but oh, what a life he lived. His legacy lives on today. He remains a national hero in Canada. Schools have been named after him. Songs have been written about him. There's no shortage of the impact Terry has had. There's no way that I could adequately cover what he has meant to so many people. And it all began with adversity. Terry faced adversity when he wanted to make the basketball team. He faced adversity when he was diagnosed with cancer and lost his leg. He witnessed the adversity of others in the cancer clinic, which motivated him to run towards the fire of running across Canada in hopes of helping others. Look, I... I don't know what adversity you're facing in your life. I won't even begin to speculate what you might be going through. But there is a strength in you. A strength that I believe you hear whispering to you, encouraging you to run towards the fire. What's your attitude towards adversity? I think we've done a fine job on this episode of highlighting how adversity is a necessary component of success? What have you been running from? What fears have you allowed to impact your life? You have a strength in you. Oh, you have a strength in you. Look, I, I know adversity is scary. I, I know it can be intimidating. And maybe there have been people in your life that convinced you that you weren't capable. Maybe you haven't had anyone believe in you before. Maybe you felt the sting of failure and convinced yourself that success just isn't in the cards for you. Maybe fear has taken a hold of you. Maybe fear keeps you paralyzed, grounded on the sideline of your own life. You are strong enough. You are smart enough. You are not too old and you are not too young. Adversity. Adversity is your friend. That's the attitude we're working towards. Do you see that? Do you see what we're working towards? Remember, it's about becoming attitude experts. Can you imagine what life might look like if you understand attitude the way we've examined it in this series? Folks, your success is on the other side of your attitude. Your success is on the other side of your attitude. But you've got to make the necessary changes. You've got to put in the work. Are you ready? Are you ready to build the life of a conqueror? Okay, my friends. That's it for this episode. Did you like it? 
don't forget now, email me those questions so we can create a great Q&A episode for you. And go ahead and email us and let us know what you think about the podcast. How did you like this episode? We'd love to hear from you. We wish nothing but the very best for you. Good luck out there. And remember, I'm here to help.